Unlock the power of your mind. This is Provocative Enlightenment with Elvin Taylor. Welcome and thank you for joining us today. The next hour is devoted to learning something more, not just about the world of shoes and ships and sealing wax, but about how, what and why we believe as we do. A time for the open-minded and a time for those willing to question what they think they know or what they may believe, those willing to be uncertain for an hour. I'm Eldon Taylor, and this is Provocative Enlightenment. All right, my partner Ravinder is here in the studio with me. So, Rav, are you uncertain for an hour? And, you know, share your insight for the day. I'm uncertain all the time, and my insight for today would be everyone should remain that way because that means that you are open to learning something new. Um, yeah, that's the that's how you grow. If you think you have the answers, if you think you already know everything you can't learn anything new so just be aware that maybe you don't so be prepared to be uncertain yeah I, I can remember a time that you told me you walked into a new age kind of uh, expo mm-hmm. and there were all sorts of things going on in this expo and you're you know the scientist microbiologist and working in a path lab and you know doing mechanical body work i could put that in quotation marks and you passed by a activity where they would teach you how to use energy to heal people and you just thought that was the most ludicrous thing in the world uh had you had the attitude that you're talking about today do you think you would have approached it the same way Absolutely not. You know, they were doing energy healing. It was basically, if you give us 50 pounds, we'll do energy healing on you. And for $75, we'll show you how to do it. I thought that sounded like the biggest con ever, you know. Um, For that extra $25, you'll give me this power to be able to do it. At that time, I didn't think I had that kind of power well, in way any you, way, shape, or form. The I way you describe it, I probably would have thought it was a hustle, too. It was but. absolutely ludicrous, but since then, yeah, I've certainly played around with energy healing myself, and there are areas in which I've had great success. That's not to say that I follow every form that's out there, um, but no, I've, I certainly explore it. I'm certainly open to those possibilities, and I've had great success with it. So, yeah. Well, today's show may challenge some folks who are dedicated to allopathic procedures, strictly uh, the mechanical form. So that's why I ask. All right. In today's spotlight, I want to approach the idea of humility through the back door, if you will. Over the holidays, I discovered a TV show that I found enjoyable, albeit irreverent. The series is called Lucifer. In the series, Lucifer, played by Tom Ellis, has the ability to look you straight in the eye and know your every weakness, your every sin. Now think about that for a moment. Imagine that you're in the presence of some being who knows your deepest, darkest secrets your every transgressions, thought and deed. Every time you've created what you believe is a fault, they're aware of it. Not only does this being see everything about you, you suddenly become totally and fully aware of every misstep. Every time you lied, coveted or lusted, stole, misrepresented for the purpose of personal gain, gossiped, connived, entertained covert activities that could hurt another or that were just self-serving, betrayed those who trusted you, injured another human being in some way, lost your temper, harshly judged another, etc., etc., Take a deliberate moment 
to truly reflect on your own life. How many transgressions can you remember? If you're like me, as you remember one, in comes another, and then another, and then another. For me, I think that anyone who seriously reflects on his or her own lives in this manner finds a new sense of humility. We tend to forget our own errors, and we're often all too ready to judge others. We want to think of ourselves as good people, and as a result, it is often all too easy to overestimate our goodness. We work to build our self-esteem, but usually not as a result of service to others, but rather as a sort of self-pronouncement, repeated over and over and over until we believe it. We dress to look good. We claim characteristics perceived to be admirable, or at least admirable by our own measures. We show the world what we want them to see and hide what we are secretly ashamed of and or fearful the world might discover about us. For me, and again, just for me, when I use this reflection practice, I remember just how inferior I am compared to what I seek for myself. This exercise instantly instills a renewed humility, reminding me that I have a long way to go before I could ever become the better person I seek to be. It is my earnest goal to become a better person every day of my life. As we begin a new year, we might find that choosing such a goal will not only improve our personal lives, but also favorably impact the lives of many others. My thoughts anyway, what are yours, Ravinder? You know, when you came and asked me this, because you told me... Um what your piece was going to be about this morning when you first asked me you know had I ever had bad thoughts you know it's a bit of a shocking question at first and especially as you say you know you think of one and they start flooding in Um, and that is incredibly humbling to realize that I'm not as good as I thought I was. And what I think what it comes down to is being good is not only how it relates to other people. It, you're not being good because you are better than other people because we can all think of examples of truly evil people and just horrible people, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about what it is that we desire to be. And so being good isn't, you're not good just because you're not as bad as the next person. Being good is something that we all want to strive for. Now, there is a difference between um, the thoughts that you can have and actual real desires. Um, I remember talking to our son Roy about this some time ago when he was talking about those random thoughts that come in. And we all have those random crazy thoughts. But that's different to that thought inside your head that says, what a be ba 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 that person is or or some variation and um you know i i certainly have lapsed in almost every area that you mentioned um and it is it is truly humbling and i think the important thing there is especially in today's day and age with the anonymity on the web and the mob rule that kind of goes on you know people get on their their bandwagon their soapbox about what is good and what isn't and they're all you know chomping at the bit they're they're just trying to get in and it's like no you know these people aren't saints either we're not saints so i would say to everyone don't join in with the crowd whatever the crowd may be saying stop and think about it for yourself just because something is good you don't have to point out somebody else's flaws because you've got plenty of your own too. be the example i think that's the best way out of this is just work to be the example you know when you talk about the internet and that light i have to throw something else in here. Uh, As you know, Robert Lang is one of my favorite authors, and his quote about we educate our children 
to become normal and thus to become absurd uh, by alienating themselves from themselves. Um, there are models out there, um, and these models are supposedly those that we should all admire. They're the models of character. And I have noticed today, posted a friend of mine, um, they'd taken a test. And one of these tests that you get on the Internet that tells you, you know, what kind of an animal or what your profile or what kind of a person. And this one, she, this person, this friend of mine was boasting. And essentially, it described a person who, if you get in their way, they'll crush you. If you do something wrong to them, boy, they'll get even and evener. And if you think about that, all these profiles exist to complement you. In other words, there aren't any profiles in these tests that are going to tell you you're a miserable, pithy piece (laughs) of, okay? Um, And so the perception of at least those people who created this um, test, uh, who gives you this feedback that you can post on your Facebook, page and that of the person who chooses to post it they're the same it's okay to get even it's okay to get even there boy you get in my way and i'll really hurt you and that's just uh well it's an ignoble aspect for someone to hold on to as being an important part of their character that is not character in my view that is a fault all right Every week I uh, read letters that you send us as they're very important to us. Um, And I like to pay respect to the very important role you play in making this show successful. To that end, Dora wrote, I just love your radio program. I always learn so much from your shows. Lisa wrote, I had never listened to KKNW until I was guided to your show. I must tell you, your show and station both rock. Well, that's he. We like that, don't we? Huh? We do indeed. All right, Kelly wrote your intertalk programs work wonders for me and my clients. Anne wrote, "Hey, Eldon, I come from a long line of nature lovers who meditate, and oh my God, I love, love, love your products and the beautiful messages you send through them to me." Evelyn wrote, or excuse me, it's Everly wrote. A book, a day that inspired me in no particular order? Well, I can't recommend just one from Eldon Taylor. Every book he has written is important. He has made it his life's mission to expose all the ways in which we are all brainwashed and trained to act and behave in certain ways to keep us all in line. He inspired me 10 years ago to stop and really look at my beliefs and wriggle myself out of the limiting beliefs I have had of myself. I could go on and on, but the takeaway from this is that if you want to wake up from the brainwashing you're exposed to on TV, magazines, billboards, and all the rest, pick up one of his books. That's very nice. Thank you, Everly. Tom wrote, I wanted to send you a note to let you know how much I regularly enjoy your podcasts and your books. I, too, have a background in law enforcement and horses. It is easy for me to relate to much of your people training techniques regarding left-right brain learning after realizing years ago that effective horse training requires teaching both sides of the horse's brain. (laughs) Amen to that, Tom. (laughs) As if there are two horses in one body. Eldon, thank you for your wonderful contributions to mankind. I look forward to spending quality time with more of your books and tapes. Well, thank you, Tom. All right, on that, that's all the time we're going to take for letters. But we do love your comments, so please keep them coming. You can opine by writing to me at Eldon, that's E-L-D-O-N, at EldonTaylor.com, or by joining me on Facebook at Dr. Eldon Taylor. We do sincerely appreciate your thoughts and ideas. Now to today's show, Medical Intuition with Caroline Sutherland. Caroline has been with us before, and she is one of my favorite people, so let me tell you a little about her. Caroline Sutherland is a medical intuitive author, radio host, teacher, and innovative leader in the fields of nutrition and energy medicine. She is the popular Hay House author of the Body Knows book series. Caroline has a vast clinical background as an allergy testing technician in environmental medicine where her intuitive gift developed. In the early 1980s, while working as a physician's assistant, she began to receive intuitive impressions about the patients 
an experience which groomed her to become one of the most sought-after medical intuitives today. Caroline was raised in a medical family. Both her father and grandfather were medical doctors. As a child, the blueprint of her family lineage created important seeds for her future career as a medical intuitive. So, for over 35 years, she has lectured internationally on the subject of health education and medical intuition. Both Ravindra and I have enjoyed her medical intuitive abilities. So on that, let's get her in here. Welcome back to Provocative Enlightenment, Caroline Sutherland. Eldon and Ravinder, wonderful to be with you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Oh, it's always my pleasure to take advantage of you, woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say, both you and Ravinder feature very, very significantly in my life, especially not only with your books, but very much with your inner talk CDs, which have been incredible lifesavers and support for many, many years. So thank you for that. Well, we owe each other then, because you have been a important guide to us in our in our path of staying healthy as we get on down the highway. So, yes, indeed. Carolyn, Caroline, on, on this show, we like to know three things. Who is the messenger? What is the message? And, of course, how do we use it? So to that end, tell us today, what are you passionate about and what led you into the field of medical intuition? Well, I'm very passionate about the possibility of people being healthy. When I look at people, I know there's not a single reason why they cannot have optimum health. I believe it, that it is within the realm of possibility for everyone. That's my first thing because I've seen it in a clinical setting with just a few simple tweaks, if you will, of the health equation for thousands of patients, literally those people would emerge from being sick and being, you know, tired and exhausted and just right out of balance, just switching on and turning around and getting into balance. So because I've seen it, I know it's possible. So that's the first point is that level of health, optimum health, is accessible for everyone. So that's what I'm most passionate about. And there were two more things you asked me. And so you better go over them one more time. <laughs> well, there was only one other. and That was simply, uh, you know, how did you get into the field of medical intuition? Oh, right, but now right, I'm right. going oh, to add a second one. Hold it just a second. You said, okay, you said there were one, two yeah. more. I just thought of one. You know, I happen to have a picture of you up on uh, from your uh, Facebook page on my computer as we're talking. Right. Okay. Good. And... Uh, you know, you're a very attractive blonde who doesn't look to be, yeah, more than 49, 50 at the most. I think you actually look closer to 47 or 48. <laughs> I know that that's not true. Not true. And no, I uh -uh. know that that picture is a current picture. So when you're no. approaching this second part, what mm. made you become a medical intuitive, uh, tell us about, you know, not just the... The health, but the the youthing, the younging. I mean, mm -hmm. what, what your secret is to that? You bet. Yeah. Oh, happy to share that. Well, so here's the scoop. You know, and this is what you teach too, Eldon. And I I love Ravinder as well because she teaches the same thing. Life brings you the next step. You don't have to sit on the street corner on a bench and say, hmm hmm hmm. I wonder what my next step is. Life will bring it to you. And so when we think of opportunities coming from something that could be considered negative or kind of a bad scenario, just remember there's a silver lining and life is propelling us forward, sometimes through an experience that is not always positive at the time. So I was experiencing health issues that really displayed the symptoms of multiple sclerosis. And at the time, I was 39 years of age and I went to my doctor and she sent me to a specialist in a very new branch of medicine, new in those days, which is now on 36 years ago, to a doctor who specialized in clinical ecology or environmental medicine. So I saw this doctor, had a bunch of testing done. It turned out that every single thing that I was eating was making me sick. Everything from my common daily diet was just wiping me out. I made some changes, and I got well within one month. And these were very, very odd symptoms that really 
um, showed that I could have the early warning signs of multiple sclerosis. So then once I was treated, I became interested in clinical ecology and environmental medicine, did a lot of reading, did a lot of study, and this doctor came to me and asked me if I would work for him and if I would learn to use subtle energy testing equipment that would test all these patients for their various environmental factors, such as foods and chemicals and pollens and inhalants and mold and you name it. And so I learned to use that. Now, what was really interesting at the same time is I was also learning meditation. I would take classes in meditation. And as you know, with meditation, you stay quiet and you kind of get these little pearls, these little droplets of wisdom that come from source, the divine, whatever you want to call it. They just drop into your mind. And so coupled with this testing that I was doing on these patients with very new equipment that came from Germany, the um, Germans and many of the different European um, nations are well, well ahead of us here in the West in terms of holistic medicine. So right. coupled with learning that and coupled with the meditation, I just got the insight. It was just bing, bing, bing. This person has this, this person has that. And it was always about correction, Eldon. It was never related to this is what is wrong. Because that doctor and the naturopathic doctors that I worked for as well, they always said, we do not label disease. This person is just a person who's out of balance. And because I believed that at a very, very core level, that was my belief. My belief was this person can get well. And if we just tweak the equation and set this in motion and that in motion, that person will get well. And that, of course, was, was the, the basis of my career. That's how Louise, Louise Hay discovered me. And then I met you and Ravinder and other wonderful people. So the, the universe, life will bring the next step. We don't need to worry. It's just going to show up on our doorstep. So that was that start. And then how do I stay? And I don't really want to reveal a lot, but let me just tell you, I'm over the age <laughs> of 70. The things that I do to stay healthy and to really enhance my health at this age, and I am planning to live a long and healthy life, there is an equation to that, definitely. So uh, let me just ask you if how important is attitude as a component of your equation? Oh, my gosh. Oh, it is so giant and so huge that if a person doesn't have that in place, and that's what, you're, what, what the key ingredient of your inner talk subliminal CDs is, is that it just gets at that monkey mind, and turns it right around into, oh, well, I can do this, and this is, and all is well, and I'm fine, and my cells are doing this and that. It switches that deep kind of level of malaise that resides in the deep subconscious. It switches that off and sends you right into the positive zone. And then from there, because the attitude has shifted, then, of course, see, the body totally, every cell of the body, is, is a reflection of what your mind is thinking. So if the person's saying, well, this isn't working, and well, with me, and it's a bad day, and my friend Harriet did this and that, well, body says, okay, well, it's a bad day. So the cells all literally respond to the message that, that, that not only the conscious mind, the here and now mind, but the subconscious mind is, is literally feeding down the pipe to those cells in that body. One way or another, we all wear our beliefs. There is some mm -hmm, element do. of Dorian Gray about us, yep. whether we like it or not. Caroline, you uh -huh. heard the spotlight. How important is humility in your mind when it comes to just, you know, feeling good about myself, my overall wellness? Forget all the philosophical stuff. Does humility play any role in my wellness? Well, you know, and, and you touch on this very definitely in your book, Selden, and that is that as we travel along this path in, in life, there are no masters, there are only students. So in other words, we are the student as we go along. So nobody is ahead of us, above us, has any more than what we have, and to be humble on this path, because that also sets up an energy 
it sets up an energy around us for good things to come to us if we have this humility, open-mindedness, awareness, kind of a softness about taking each step. And then something can drop in, something can change. And you know, we were saying about the Dorian Gray and how we literally wear, you know, we're wearing the results of our mind are literally, we're wearing that in our body. And I look at people and I just go, oh my, they just, it's not for any lack of the fact that they're not great people. They just haven't got it yet, right? They're trundling yeah. along, mincing along in pain and all the rest of it. They just don't have that fabulous piece of the equation is that their mental state is creating or has a lot to do with creating their overall level of health. And so we just do, we do what Mother Teresa said. We just go one, one, one. We pick up the people. We pick up the bits. We do our best where we are. We don't get all, oh, we've got to, you know, create change in the world in, in a major, major way. We just do the Mother Teresa one, one, one. And, and slowly but surely, we, we touch lives. We just, we're just touching lives, and we're not saying, oh, today we're going to touch lives. We just, wherever we can lend a hand or just be uplifting or be supportive or whatever, we, we just do it that way. Yeah, amen. I mean, it reminds me of uh, Boone's wonderful book, Letters to Strongheart, and a quote out of that I'll paraphrase. What a ghastly sight to walk down the street and see people whose physical bodies were as incomplete as their minds. Caroline, we have a break. So <laughs> when we get back, when we get back, we're going to pick it up. I want you to explain exactly what a medical intuitive is for our audience. Sure. We're speaking with Caroline Sutherland about her work and books, the Body Knows series. Great collection of books. They're Hay House publication. You can find those uh, at Amazon, any any of the bookstores on the net or, or the brick-and-mortar stores. Or you can go to Caroline's website, carolinesutherland.com. Sutherland, S-U-T-H-E-R-L-A-N-D, carolinesutherland.com. Okay, do please stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Provocative Enlightenment with Elton Taylor. Change has never been easier. Whether you wish to lose weight, stop smoking, build better relationships, become creative, enjoy ultra prosperity, or simply relax and promote self-healing, InnerTalk has been repeatedly demonstrated effective in the most rigorous of scientific studies. Our customers love InnerTalk. Sean wrote, I have struggled with bulimia for over 30 years and have never been able to lose weight without restoring to it until I used InnerTalk. Vicki wrote, My hubby has been using the Stop Snoring CD and already his dangerous and raucous snoring levels have stopped. Celeste wrote, I recently graduated from Taft Law School with honors. I'm writing to tell you how much your InnerTalk CD, Excel in Exams, has helped me. With over 300 titles to choose from, there is something for everyone. Check it out today by going to innertalk.com. Unlock the power of your mind. This is Provocative Enlightenment with Alvin Taylor. Touching me, touching you, sweet 
Welcome back. If you just joined us, we're chatting with Caroline Sutherland about her work in books, the Body Knows series. Okay, every week we ask our guests for their favorite music, music that has some real meaning to them. Music psychology is a field of research with practical relevance in many areas, including intelligence, creativity, personality, and social behavior, and it is a avocation of mine. Now, your chosen music, Caroline, is Sweet Caroline, performed by Neil Diamond. I think I can guess why this one, but please share with our audience why it is important to you. Well, after all, it's my song. It's like a bit of a theme song, and every time I hear it, it kind of gives it a little spring to my step, and it was my my sister's favorite song as well, so... It, it has some significance, and, and I appreciate you playing the song. It's so fun. And and so the only significance is it has your name in it, huh? Well, you know, I'm, I'm the era of Neil Diamond, so we enjoyed all the Neil Diamond songs, so I wouldn't want to say it takes me back to that era, but, but I just have always loved his song. <laughs> well, it doesn't hurt if it puts a bounce in your foot. And going back to that era, there's nothing wrong with that either. No, all right, absolutely let's... not. <laughs> let's begin and by it's having fun to dance to and i like to go dancing so that's always on the on the uh, on the roster for the dj for dancing so it's fun well, that's good all right tell us what a medical intuitive is caroline a medical intuitive medical intuition is the gift the ability if you will to see beyond the normal levels of perception into subtle levels that lie below the surface so it's an intuitive ability, and I believe it is a teachable skill. And I do have and have conducted trainings in medical intuition for many, many years. And in just two short days, people can learn to tap into not only their own body, but also the bodies of other people and pick up imbalances. And that's what I love to teach, and that's what all my books, The Body Knows Books, are about. How often does a medical intuitive work with an allopathic professional? Um, I can't speak for anybody else, and I haven't specifically necessarily worked w- and, and refer- any kind of referral process back and forth, but because I am very medical, my father was a doctor, so was my grandfather, I have a lot of respect for traditional Western medica- medicine, and if I do get a sense, hey, you know what, Mm-mm. when was your last medical checkup, and people come to me with health issues that are labeled. And they will say things like, well, you know, I've seen my doctor, I've taken this medication, and I'm still not feeling well. So then what we do is dive in and see, well, is there anything that we can do above and beyond the treatment that you're currently on? So in terms of referring back and forth, um, any of my people, but I will send them to doctors, you bet, and I do definitely send them to physicians and naturopathic physicians who are working holistically who might have a holistic approach to hormone balancing or a holistic approach to cancer treatment so yes very definitely so uh, i have to ask this because it it there's a tightrope and i and i know you're aware of that 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 professional people such as yourself walk down uh that has to do with practicing medicine without a license um when you train people to do intuitive uh, medical readings. What do you tell them about, you know, what's the caution you give them so they don't cross over on the other side? That's a very good question. Well, you can never treat, diagnose, or cure. The word treat, diagnose, and cure, those are words that belong to the traditional allopathic medical profession. But we can, as alternative practitioners, we can make suggestions and recommendations. So we can make a suggestion. Oh, by the way, you might find it interesting or useful to use fish oil, say, on a daily basis. And as a nutritionist, which I am, that is within the domain of what is allowed in that uh, specific sphere. But you're making a very good point. And, and, And you know, I think, for example, health food stores, they walk a fine line as well. Somebody comes in and says, I've got a pain in my toe or a pain in my hand or whatever, and they'll go and look at some kind of anti-inflammatory herb. So that is a fine line as well. But I like the, the phrase, I suggest, or what I recommend is, that kind of thing. Gotcha. All right. I heard the late Louise Hay 
publicly endorse you and give you credit for healing her. Tremendous help you provided her. To the extent that you can, without, you know, stepping on confidentiality, please tell us about this. How did you meet her and how did you help her? Well, that's a, that was a very, very, excuse me, unique um, experience, Eldon and Ravinder. And it was, it was, that experience literally catalyzed and propelled my career, skyrocketed it, thanks to meeting Louise Hay. And the interesting thing is, at the outset of the show, I said that life will bring you the next step. Life will always bring it to you. We don't have to worry. Right. So what happened was, in 1999, I was in Southern California. I was one of the people who was on the marquee for a whole life expo. And at the time, there was a publisher of a newspaper, holistic type of newspaper, The Light Connection down in Southern California, and they called me and they said we had planned to put a certain picture of a certain speaker on the front cover of our magazine, giving billing to the Whole Life Expo, but we really like your picture. We like your energy, and we were wondering if we could put your picture on the front cover and do an interview with you, an in-depth interview. So I said, that would be wonderful, and that went ahead. And then there was a woman in Southern California who was setting up all my one-on-ones when I was going to be down there speaking at the expo, and all of a sudden, that, that, that publication came out, and all of a sudden, when I had arrived in California, the gal who was setting up my consultation said to me, Caroline, I faxed your schedule into the hotel. I did it in color. It's all in different colors, rainbow colors. You're just going to love it. Well, you know any color in a fax machine is going to come in on one color. You've got black, you've got white, and that's it. So I thought, well, I could see the spaces for the people when they were coming, 10 o'clock in the morning, 11, and so forth, but I couldn't see the names, and that was providential. So the next morning at about 10 of 10, the phone rang in my suite. I picked up the phone, and the voice said, this is Louise Hay. And I went, the Louise Hay? Yes, this is she. Here I am, and I'm down in the lobby waiting for my appointment. I had no time to think. No time to plan, no time to tune into her ahead of time, which I'd have been up all night and going, what do I do? I just grabbed her. We went into the suite. I sat her down on the couch, and I went, bing, 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 bing. These are the things I want you to do. Her jaw dropped a mile. She, she knew. She got an intuitive hit instinctively that what I was saying was important to her. She followed up on everything. Two weeks later, I called her. And she said, I cannot believe the difference. This has made such a difference to my life. So then we followed up, and we became firm friends. And then five months later, when I was back down in Southern California again, she came to every single thing I presented. She stood in the front. She stood in the back. She sent friends to check me out. (laughs) Is this woman really okay? And then she called me up. She said, you know, you've got some, something really great here, and Hay House would like to publish your book. How about it? And in 2001, my first book, The Body Knows, How to Tune into Your Body and Improve Your Health, that was published by Louise Hay, and that was the story behind how I became a Hay House author. Yeah, and, and you know, I have seen, and I'll blow your horn a little bit, but I'll, I'll let you comment on it too, I have seen, I mean, we, we have both been to Hay House Expos, and uh, I've seen lines of people. I mean, going down the corridor, I don't know, a hundred deep, waiting in order to come up and speak to you and have you give them some intuitive mm-hmm. advice. And uh, I've, I've seen, I mean, your energy seems to be untiring. I've seen you go from dust to dawn and beyond with (laughs) lines of people like that so caroline here's my question i I mean i've heard these people walk away and i've heard them say just most wonderful things about you what what is the or is there a common denominator that that you find in all these people or or are today's problems just that unique? A hundred individuals, a hundred different problems. Well, first of all, the information comes to me very, very quickly. 
It comes to me from the intuitive level. You call it spirit, God, the divine, whatever you want to call it. It's just like, I just get it. It just drops in from years and years and years of doing allergy testing for thousands of people. And and I, I always, I, I don't question it. I just get the thing about the person. It's always going to be useful. In other words, it's always on a correction level as opposed to a type of a diagnostic level. Oh, I see you have this and this. Uh-uh. It's always correction. Many, many people, the bulk of the people have very similar things, but there's a tweaking that goes on that's very individual. Each person, there's just this fine, fine tuning, <clears throat> excuse me, that needs to go on that somehow I can pick up. So, yes, there are similar problems. One of the biggest ones is people will say, well, I have no energy. That has to be 98% almost universal. So that's one. The second one is, I am gaining weight. What can I do? And so that's kind of universal number two. And then it goes on from there with the different um, issues of, 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 say, uh, thyroid problems or hair loss or some kind of libido issue or some kind of gut problem or skin problem. But, you know, there's a handful of problems. And we know exactly what they are. All you have to do is watch an hour of television and you know exactly what the universal, universal health problems in the United States are, certainly. Because you know it from the advertising for medications. Be it acid reflux, be it cholesterol, be it a weight issue, be it whatever. Um, you're going to see through television ads for pharmaceuticals what the main health issues are in our country. So those are the problems that people bring to me, and I just say, okay, grab your pen, write this down, boomity boomity boom, here we go. And we just lay it all out there, and it's up to them. If you want to do something with it, it will take between two and three weeks for them to see an improvement that lets them know that we're on the right track. And then it goes from there. Then they say, oh, my gosh, can't believe it. I'm feeling better. This is great. Okay, good. Well, in order to still keep feeling great, you keep instituting the program, right? Yeah, now you've triggered two thoughts in here, two, two, two different questions. I'm not going to try and put them together because they are diverse. I'm just going to one. TV ads. You see the television ad, you're suggesting that that implies we have that problem in society. One yeah. of the things my research has done has shown that often that TV ad is what creates the problem in society. In other mm -hmm. words, take yeah. restless leg syndrome. <clears throat> Before the patent had expired, all these ads rolled out on television telling everybody about the symptoms of restless leg syndrome. And, and they were very broad symptoms, uh, just symptoms that we've all experienced at some time or another. And if you look at the data, you see a synodial function. I mean, just a straight line on the chart climbing when the ads come out of the number of people reporting restless leg syndrome. Mm -hmm. Soon as the patent expired, the ads came off TV, boom, right back down to the bottom of that graph went the number of people reporting it. So my question to you right. is, yeah, true. how much do you think we take out of television? I mean, the gombu's coming to town, but hey, you know, run down to the local pharmacy, get XYZ. And I, I mean, how much of the suggestion from media and other sources of this kind actually empowers the onset of disease in an individual? I think it really does. I do. You know, television and television advertising has a tremendous effect, unless we've got that filter that you talk about. Have we got that filter of the mind that's able to assess what is what is real and what is not? And, so, you know, fortunately for the, the television industry and advertising, I'm not going to say 90%, but a great percentage of the population does not have that filter in place. They don't have the filter in place for oh, this is bad, this is something that's going wrong. No, it's not bad. It's not something wrong. It's something that's going to move you forward in your life. So those, those are big, big, big filters. And, you know, you and I, 111, as Mother Teresa says, we just do our work and till the soil. But, yes, you are absolutely right. There's a vibration that comes through that literally 
moves the person to think this could be happening to them. So it's a, it's a two-way street. They're maximizing their advertising by knowing what you want, and they're maximizing the development of whatever drugs or whatnot that they have by assisting you in self-diagnosing with a remedy, and then as a nocebo effect, it begins to manifest itself in you. Did Absolutely. I get that right? Okay, so. the second thing you triggered. These people are all coming up on you, and if I got you right... Boom, 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 boom. You just, you know what to do. That's kind of like a level of psychic, isn't it? I mean, oh, yeah. like you a bet. psychic reader. I mean, we say it's a medical intuitive, and that's a clean name. I understand that. But it, it really is a psychic gift as much as anything, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, it is a psychic um, ability. But I use intuition because intuition and psychic ability are the same thing. And when, when, when a person uses the word psychic, it kind of can, has a different connotation of somebody with a crystal ball and sort of long hair and a droopy dress and whatever, and ooh, you know, I can see in the future. So, so, so I prefer intuitive, I think, is, is, as you say, a little cleaner title and a little bit maybe more professional. But, yeah, there's lots of people who, who are psychic and use the psychic gift and, you know, the who's the well-known psychic in, in, of Long Island and all these people. I mean, they make their, their living and their name off that word uh, psychic. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a debatable point. I don't use the word. Yeah, I understand that, and I understand why as well. Let me, let me ask you this. Um, you know, our physiology is rather complex. Mm-hmm. How do you simplify the body process when you're helping people? Well, just because of my training, so many years of doing allergy testing on this vast number of people, you, you just can literally cut to the chase, cut into where, if you made a difference in one area of the body, for example, if you went in and you corrected or made a change in, at the gut level, what else would change? So the gut the digestive system, is the center of the universe in that person's particular body. So if you want to improve, for example, their memory, you wouldn't go and do anything related to memory or brain, i.e., you know, some special kind of, of uh, supplement that would help with brain, brain function and memory. Uh-uh. You'd go directly into the gut. You would correct uh, gut flora, flora imbalance. You would work on food. Which certain foods would that person be sensitive to? So you tick those off. And if you're trying to, for example, get an improvement in, say, joint stiffness, arthritis, you wouldn't go to joints and give them something like glucosamine. You'd go directly back into the gut. So in my view, the way I have learned this over the years is there are about seven different areas and literally the place hold the secret and the key is the gut so in other words you change the gut on the physical level you change it on the metaphysical level what would an imbalance in the gut really mean metaphysically it would mean that there's an imbalance some kind of mental and emotional imbalance that person is fraught with some kind of stress or angst or anxiety and so you, you make the change on the physical, you have the person do what they can on the metaphysical, emotional, and spiritual, that's where your CDs come in, my CDs come in, make that change, and then that person starts to improve at these other outer levels. Their lymphatic system improves, their blood improves, their energy comes up, it means so many things are related to that one particular area, and that's what I think is fascinating. And that's what I teach. It's not as complicated as you would think it would be. No, and you know, as um, what? As unexpected as it might be, you talk about memory and going to the gut. And just today, uh, I posted a study, a brand new study that was just released that shows a shrinking brain relative to the expansion of BMI on the waist level. Mm -hmm. In other words, the larger the stomach is, the smaller the gray area in the brain. And you you go, 
that how does that correlate but you know uh as uncommon as it might be to correlate those two the fact is they do you do some really wonderful work caroline i want everybody to know how they can you know learn more about you how you do some regular meetups or used to uh how they can listen to your radio show uh, reach out for a consultation um, et cetera, and so forth. So take a minute and share that info, details with our audience, please. Oh, that's so kind. Well, every Monday I have a radio show, Monday morning at 8 o'clock Pacific Time, 11 Eastern. And every Monday night I have a teleconference where people can get free, um, you know, advice and suggestions. And my website is carolinesutherland.com. And, yes, they can register for consultations. I have a half-hour fast-paced mini-reading, which is recorded for people. And then I have hour-long one-on-one consultations with people with follow-up. So those are the things that I offer, and it's always great. I always really enjoy the work that I do. So and they can reach me through my website, carolinesutherland.com. And, you know, as far as Ravinder and I are concerned, we both personally recommend you. All right. I want to thank you, Caroline, for your willingness to share with us today and for your work. We've come to the end of another episode of Provocative Enlightenment. I want to thank all of you for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed our show, and we'll join us again next week, same time and same place. And do tell your friends. Let's have them join us as well. Okay, until next time, wherever you are in the world, remember, believing in yourself always matters. Provocative Enlightenment has been brought to you by Progressive Awareness Research and other sponsors. Provocative Enlightenment is a syndicated show and appears on other networks. For a schedule of showtimes, visit ProvocativeEnlightenment.com. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor, write to Eldon at EldonTaylor.com.